Hi, everyone. Welcome to Promises Podcast with Diana. I'm Laura. We're so glad you're here. Episode 13. Can't believe that many have gone by. It's It's gone by quick. We enjoy doing this. We are so thankful you've joined us. And we have Mother's Day, May 8th. Again, happy Mother's Day. Happy grandmas. Happy mentor moms. I always want to include everybody because there's some amazing women of God. I think of Nancy DeMoss Walgamuth who is not a biological mama, but she's an amazing Titus II woman of God, a Proverbs 31 woman, a Deborah. You know, I love her. So all of the ladies out there, mentor moms, Bible study leading ladies, whomever you are, wherever you are, God bless you. And we hope you have a wonderful Mother's Day. And so we're going to be talking again on the same theme of children and the baton of faith that we did last time. And then that kind of entitlement or, okay, Lord, I prayed, I raised them in the Lord. They're not walking with you. What gives? Mm. Right? So that sort struggle. of theme, the struggle. Yeah, the mm. struggle of where you do raise them in the ways of the Lord, but then they are not currently, as of today, 2022, walking. But as you said last time, their story's not over yet. That's right. And so as we are on episode 13, reel it back a minute to episode 12. There was something you wanted to correct yes. for the viewers, um, right, and the listeners. Definitely. Thank you. So last week, as I was listening to after it um, went live, um, I realized that I misspoke. I mentioned uh, Rachel um, instead of Rebecca, and it was Rebecca who uh, raised and had Esau and Jacob, and it was Rebecca who encouraged her son to lie to her father, deceive her father, and steal um, the birthright, the birthright. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. from from his own brother. And this, the division that ensued in the household. But I, I always confuse the two, Rebecca and <laughs> Rachel. Right. Um, but I wanted to just. Um, make clear and clarify that there so thank you so much um for for letting me do that and uh, i do apologize for uh, the misspeaking but uh you know if you catch sister us, r let us know. Yes. she's sister r <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah so um today today just the disappointment sometimes that can mm. happen maybe when we have an idea of how something should be or play out or pan out and it doesn't really go according yes. to our plan right right and i think just remembering that God has a plan. Delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. Okay, wait a minute, God. I'm going to church. I'm tithing. I'm respecting my husband, but I'm having these trials. Right. And they could be tragic. A divorce, a miscarriage, Mm -hmm. a layoff. And you say, God, Psalm 37. I I took that one in my heart. I was delighting myself in you. I am delighting myself in you, but now I'm disappointed. So true. And I think sometimes we can get... A little um, off. We can almost think, see the Lord as a genie, right? Right. I rub the lamp and I ask God. I prayed, right? If you have not, because you ask not. Well, I'm asking, and yes. it's not happening. And even if they're good things, I mean, the right. salvation of your children, oh. the salvation of a parent, a uh, spouse, or the healing of somebody. Those are right. wonderful prayers that um, that we would love to see answered in the yes. But I think the um, not yet isn't a no. Oh, I love that. Yes, that is so good. Not yet isn't a no, and it's a waiting. And there's, I just heard this message that blessed me, Diane, and it was talking about farmers. Mm -hmm. And of course, there's so much agrarian and agriculture and planting and harvesting illustration in the scriptures, right? And I love that Jesus met people where they were and used those parable examples. Farmers aren't impatient, right? They're not. Have you ever did that bean sprout? Yes, uh, yes, with the kids, for sure. Did you grow yet? Uh, honey, it's been five minutes. Did it go yet? Uh, it's been one hour. So they want to see that green shoot, right? 
And so do we. And so do we. And we can become impatient. And I think that is really a loss in getting away from the agrarian society, right? From getting away from the farming because we we want things yep. microwaved. That's right. You know, and yes. we think that God works on our timetable. Mm. And it can be very humbling to learn that uh, he's on the throne. We're not. Right. You know, and um, I was reading and. And as being a parent, you know, Mary had Jesus, right? And I was reading, and the Lord just spoke to me through John, John 2, uh, 1 through 4. And I'm going to read it to you and kind of share along the lines mm-hmm. that he was, he was speaking to me. It says, the next day there was a wedding celebration in the village of Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there, and Jesus and his disciples were also invited to the celebration. The wine supply ran out during the festivities, so Jesus' mother told him, they have no more wine. Dear woman... That's not our problem, Jesus replied. <laughs> My time has not Ooh, yet come. He sure did say that, he didn't he? Did. John 2 4, we can't get around that. We can't. And I think, you know, and for me, I was thinking about this problem that Jesus is presented with, that Mary sees it, and Mary knows who her son is. Mm-hmm. Nobody else knows who her mm-hmm. son is, right? I mean, Anna knew, Simeon knew, but they have long passed away, since passed away, mm-hmm. right? Um, Elizabeth knew, but I'm sure by this time she's passed away too. That's true, And yes. so uh, Mary lived with the stigma of being unfaithful, right? right? Mm-hmm. And and having this child out she of wedlock. She was ready. Prove yourself. Yes. But in <laughs> Defend the, me. It means mm-hmm. redemption for her mm-hmm. and the reputation mm-hmm. that she lives Such with. A good point. And so, you know, she says, Jesus, there's a problem. I know you have the gift. I know who mm-hmm. you are. You can fix it. It's making me choke up. Right? Yes. And, and we have can, the answer. <laughs> yes. And we can be like Mary. We can be overzealous for our children, mm-hmm. right? Sometimes we as parents can push our children into things that it's not yet time oh, for. So um, sometimes we want things that it's not yet time for. And so I was thinking, you know, we have to check our hearts and our motives. Is it for them or for us? Mm-hmm. Was that for Jesus? Was she zealous for him and his glory? Or was it for her vindication? I don't know. These are just questions. You know, do we want our kids to serve, to help, to get good grades, uh, walk with Jesus for them? Mm-hmm. Or because it makes us look good? You know, so true. Um, if our motive, if our motives are selfish, we're going to do damage. Right. Um, we can push sports, but they want art. You know, we can demand straight A's, but they're struggling for C's. Mm. Uh, my raising children isn't about me. That's right. It's not. That's about right. Me. It's kingdom. It's, a, it's yes. about him. I yes. agree. It is about them. God's plan for them. Yes. God has a plan for me and he has a unique plan for them. And um, this is all coming in my life, especially I think now because my kids are at the age where, oh, sorry. I was gonna say you're almost an empty nester. <laughs> it happened so fast. I have been so emotional too. Oh my gosh, when my daughter's gonna be graduating, my son's gonna be moving on campus. Right. And, um, you know, but in our lives we can lament and we can get stuck and we can say, I never thought it would be like this. Mm. I never thought it would be this way. Whatever that it is. And I, in fact, I have a sister in Christ tell me that recently. And she was, I love that you said lamenting. She was lamenting. I never thought I would say my prodigal son. She goes, never. Mm. I taught him to read over 25 hours in labor, raised him in the ways of the Lord. He would quote scripture left and right. 
vivacious, you know, not, not kicking against going to church, wanting to be there. She said he would evangelize. We'd be at the store at Chuck E. Cheese or wherever, Walmart, and he would share Jesus. She goes, he's totally walked away. How is this my life? Mm. And so, you know, even in just that statement, it's intertwining. Jesus, fix this. Right. Fix this. And the Lord's saying, it's not over yet. It's not accomplished yet. Mm -hmm. There are stories still unfolding. But I think as mamas, as women, dads, parents, grandmoms, granddads will say, well, mijo, mija, I went through those knuckleheaded things. I tried drugs. I tried alcohol. I lived with the boy. Right. I lived with the girl. And it's empty. Like right. Solomon, vanity of vanity. So why do you want to try X, Y, Z? But I think what you're sharing too, Diane, is that, you know, I remember I had a girlfriend and she had a daughter. And the daughter was, you know, I don't know, even know if this is a PC comment, but I don't know how else to say it. She was kind of tomboy. Okay. She liked sports. She liked wearing pants. She was very into, you know, what the culture would call boy things. And my friend grieved. She mm -hmm. said, I want to take her to the princess tea parties. And I tell her, let's go get a manicure, pedicure. No, nah, mom, I'm good. I don't like that. And I said, you know, but she's the sweetest girl. Right. How she is. And be interested in what they're, they're interested, interested in. in. That's, That's everything. convicting. That is convicting because one of my friends, she was a boy mom, and she said, I don't want to play with the trucks on the carpet. Vroom, vroom, vroom. She goes, but then I started realizing that I have to. Yes. My son wants to vroom, vroom with the Hot Wheels. Yes. So there vroom, I am. Vroom, vroom with the Hot Wheels. <laughs> you do Thomas the Train, and you do lightsabers, and right. you build with blocks and, and whatever, destroy and you fire crackers. Your daughter to come with you to the princess tea party, and she says, "No, mom, I'm a little girly girl." And you're out there at the batting cages that's with right. your daughter because that's that's who they are. And you're reminding me of one time I was just grieving. Ooh, was I in a tough season with Isaac, just lamenting? You know, Lord, he can't, you know, do typical things. And I, it was just a hard season, and the Lord just convicted me to the core. Who is Isaac's potter, Laura? Who made him? Right. You made him, Lord. And then he whispered, then trust me. He's the clay. And it goes into John 2. What was there waiting for Jesus? The clay pots. Mm -hmm. And he would turn the water to right. wine. So here I am. Make him wine, Jesus. Make Isaac wine. And he's like, no, not yet. Watch what I will do. And I think if we can learn to not it not be about our page, yes. but that it be about God's page, because God has created them each uniquely, wonderfully, differently. Yes. And if we yes. believe that, then we will embrace, mm -hmm. I like to play with trucks. <laughs> well, no, I like baseball. And maybe I'm baseball. not a straight-A student. Right. I'm glad you brought that up because we live in this achievement culture right? where the straight-A's mean success and the C's mean you're average, so you're not up to par. Says who? Right. You know, my husband being in education, he says all the time, why don't we teach home ec and right. trades anymore? Why don't we look down upon that child that wants to do electrician school or do certain XYZ trade school? Why? Which I think is so funny because, um, and I'm very proud, my niece, um, not my niece, my nephew, Luke, and my daughter, Caitlin, are both choosing trades. And I think, praise the Lord, God Bravo. has given you a heart for this yes. thing. Go learn and do and, and right. for all glory to God, yes. whatever it is. So as I was reading this um, section of scripture, I love one of my mentors. I've never met him, but he is a mentor. Um, Chuck Swindoll. And he has a little commentary and he says, growing up is what mm. he says. Sometimes people look at, G at the way Jesus responds to his mother in this story and wonder, what is going on? Mm. Certainly several things are in play here. 
But one thing I see is that Mary doesn't understand that her relationship with Jesus has changed. Mm. Sometimes parents need to grow up as well as their children. As children grow, their parents' relationship with them needs to change. Mm. Parents need That's to let so their bad. kids become their own people while at the same time cultivating friendships with them. If you are a parent, you've been raising your children to, do, to one day be on their own. So let them go. Mm, I'm there. Right. <laughs> as hard as it is, let them go. This does not mean your children will no longer relate to you. It means that they will now relate to you in a different way. Mm. That's God's design. That's right. That's so good. And it's so, so in my present, right? right? Yes. And so I just, I, I'm thankful. I'm thankful that the Lord teaches us that we're never done growing. Yes. Right? He is teaching us. He is encouraging us. And I am to trust the Lord. Right. with my children right and to not push them according to what I want or my timetable yes. or what I think they should be doing but to let them learn to, to listen to the Lord you just reminded me of a beautiful um, story so Michelle Macy Morales is a friend of mine she sang at our wedding hi Michelle if you ever watch this and she's the pastor's wife for of Dennis Calvary Eastville mm -hmm. and she shared this story with me that I'll never forget we were talking about being mamas and we were at a women's retreat and i don't even think we had kids yet we were just talking about womanhood and various things you know retreats you just talk till three in the morning right and she was telling me this story about how she had heard a whisper something you know god was giving her a word you know maybe it was trust or maybe it was you know i don't remember something vision she got a word and her dot her mom said Mijo, god is speaking to you we're going to keep the house as quiet as can be. We want you to go up in the room, close the door. No chores right now. Just you and the Lord and spend some time with him. Because he's speaking to you. This was, gosh, I don't even know, probably years 20 years ago that she shared mm -hmm. the story with me. And then it was before that. So, yeah. And and it stuck with me because I feel that we, we, we should do that more. And that mm -hmm. totally segues into this verse that God gave me as we're in the one year in 1 Samuel 8. Mm -hmm. Israel asks for a king. Mm -hmm. Yes, they did. First Samuel 8, 1 through 7. So Samuel grew old. He appointed his sons as Israel's leaders. The name of his firstborn was Joel, and the second was Abijah, and they served at Beersheba. But his sons did not follow his ways. They turned after dishonest gain, accepted bribes, and perverted justice. So all the elders of Israel, they just were okay with it. No. They gathered together and they came to Samuel at Ramah and they said to him, you are old. Read it, kids. It's in the scriptures. You are old and your sons do not follow your ways. Now appoint a king to lead us, such as all the other nations have. We want to be like everybody else. But when they said, give us a king to lead us, this displeased Samuel. So he prayed to the Lord and they told him, the Lord told Samuel, listen to all the people are saying to you. It's not that they've rejected you, but they've rejected me as their king. So it seems like kind of a hard passage to go off of John 2. But what the Lord spoke to me is, mamas, dads, families, if your kids have walked away, it's not they've rejected you, it's they've rejected him. We do our part training them, investing, loving on them, setting them up for success, Teaching them what it means. Not just Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Not just the names of the Bible, the books of the Bible. But the God of the Bible. Living it out. Sacrificing. Pouring our love into them. And if they've walked away, I mean, of course there's going to be some self-reflection. Right. 
right. as a parent. Right. Did I do something wrong? Or that's just human nature. Right. But I think that there's a word here in Samuel that, you know, I was talking to my precious 16-year-old about rebellious phase. She says she remembers being younger and a relative said, oh, Olivia, I can't wait till you go through your rebellious phase. Mm -hmm. She was so little. She said, I didn't know what that meant. Why is this relative telling kind me of this. telling me yes, this and right. I'm saying like right ha ha I can't wait for this and she said she was puzzled by it and she said you know I don't really think there is a rebellious phase mama she said I think that people that stopped following Jesus were never really walking with him to begin with mm -hmm. my 16 year old tells me Olivia Grace and she also says I think that we assume parents that are Christian raise Christian kids she said mama that's not true God doesn't have grandchildren and I think sometimes we can forget that. And I think, too, that. that season of if your children are prodigals, they're not walking with the Lord, or there's some uh, disconnect that's happening. Yes, yes, you know, that, yes. That we need to learn to be um, like the father of the prodigal son. You know, the father was longing. Mm -hmm. He was waiting. Mm -hmm. He was watching for his son's return. And he welcomed him with open arms. Yes. And not a word. Not a word about his choices, not a word about his squandering, not a word about his sin or what he did. Not an I told you so. Not an I told you so. He said, son, you're home. Let's feast. Amen. And I just Beautiful. love that. And I think that if we could cultivate to be parents like that, that to be parents that, that. Grace filled. Grace filled. It's your home and you just wrap them up. You know, I think one time, uh, one of my children said something that really, really hurt me. I cried. It was hurtful. And, um. And the child came in to apologize and hugged me, and I was stiff because mm -hmm. I was hurt. Right. And, you know, to be honest, in, in full confession, I don't remember what was said. Mm -hmm. The child doesn't remember what was said, but I can bet you this. We both remember me being stiff. Mm -hmm. And may learn from my mistake. Be like the father of the prodigal. And Open arms and embrace. Yeah. And if That's your heart's word, not Diana. ready, if your heart's not ready, obey and the emotions will follow. That's right. Do the right so thing, true. even if it's yes. hard. And I think, you know, I was I was thinking about um, how God loves us, right? Um, God loves us, and it's a little a couple of verses in Psalm 103. I'm going to begin at verse uh, 10, and it says, He does not punish us for all our sins. He does not deal harshly with us mm -hmm. as we deserve. For his unfailing love toward those who fear him is as great as the height of the heavens above the earth. He has removed our sins as far from us as the east is from the west. The Lord is like a father to his children, mm -hmm. tender and compassionate to those who fear him. And I just think that is that's so beautiful, you know. And, and again, Swindoll says people often base their acceptance of others on achievement, like you were mm -hmm. saying earlier. Mm -hmm. The Lord doesn't look for achievement. That's right. He accepts us as we are. It's laughable. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. You know what I mean? Yes. When you look at the standard, Jesus, Jesus perfection. perfection. Yeah. I, I, you know, it's, we it's can't, nothing. It's, it's, yeah, it's we nothing. We create these ridiculous standards right. for our That's children right. that they can't. Uh, that we can't. That we can't. Like can like 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 oh, yeah, yeah. I find it very relieving that God understands our limits. Mm. He realizes our struggles. He knows how much pressure we can take. He wow. knows how extensive a test we can handle. He knows how we're put together. That's right. He realizes that we're really nothing but a handful of dust. So I wanted to ask you something okay. and talking okay. <laughs> about um, grace mm -hmm. and law. And so sometimes parents can either be 
way too strict. Oh, sure. Or laissez-faire. Child's yes. best friend, Disneyland dad, or Disneyland mom. And so that type of parent doesn't correct. Right. And everything's groovy. Everything's okay. Uh, hugs and kisses, grace, grace. I mean, no, not even grace, just no, non-parenting. Yeah. yeah, license. Uh -huh. And so I wanted to ask you, from your perspective, what are some examples of balancing grace and law in parenting our kids? Um, gosh, I know it's a that's tough a question. Big question. <laughs> um, you know, it's so it's it's interesting that you asked me that because um, I think of Eli. Eli was aware of his sons and the sin that they were um, participating in, right? Mm -hmm. And how it was how grievous it was to the Lord. And Eli's the family line gets wiped out. They're not going to be priests. That's the that's the punishment because it was enough. And God says, because of the sin of Eli and his sons, what was Eli's sin? Not correcting his mm. sons. And, um, and so with that, yes, we have to correct. It's our job. We can't, we cannot um, raise our children without, I mean, just think of the simplicity of don't touch that, it's hot. Right. That, that will hurt you. Don't run across the street, the car's coming. Like, mm. we need to... Um, instruct our children for their benefit, yes. for what will preserve them, protect them, and not just physically, spiritually, even more so. Oh, that's so good. Um, that is so good. And so we have to set boundaries that are biblically based. That they might not like. For that young right. man that has a problem with looking at inappropriate things. Right. He might not have a smartphone. He might not have the freedom to go to a friend's overnight house because right. he may stumble on inappropriate things. So, so you, you tailor and you craft to each child. a correction to each child based on their own struggles. Yes. And, and you discipline. Yes. Appropriately. I mean, we right? spanked and we, you know, the timeouts. Open the hand on the bottom is kosher in California law. Just saying, <laughs> you know, uh, you take the dessert away. You take, I mean, mm. for my son, it was money. Like, that's what worked. You Love know, it. we're docking your allowance. Is he likes to make money. And for my daughter Olivia, you can't see Jocelyn. What? What friends? Okay, friends and fellowship. You have to find. You can't hang out with your girlfriend. Find what works. Um, right. But, you know, but it's funny that you say that because just the other day I was having a conversation with my daughter, and you know we have a super busy weekend coming up this weekend. Ballet Dan is dance, dance, dance all weekend. Um, she's had a very busy week. She's had a few performances. She has practice. Bus finals coming up. School's been okay. busy. Papers, projects. And her friends were going to go see um, a movie, and so they. She was. She texted me and asked me if she could go, and I was. And I was like, uh, "Well, when? Well, they're waiting for me. They're gonna go. They said they'll go right after dance because they originally were gonna go earlier." And I'm like, "That's nine o'clock. It's a school night. You have LADM this weekend. I don't think it's a good idea." And she's like, "But mom, I'm gonna be graduating soon." My are all and I was oh, like, "Yes, okay." So I she know I'm the gonna, mom card. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm gonna. She's not gonna be happy with me. But I said, but I'm thinking in my head, but it's my job to help you set parameters. Mm. And if you're not there to set them for yourself, right. like, babe, let me list you the reasons why I don't think it's a good idea. Because we always come home. You're not just saying no because I said no. No. You're giving her an explanation. Great point. That's... Look for ways to say yes. Okay. When my kids were little, jump in all the puddles. Love it. Run in the sprinklers. Play in the rain. Have get dessert. Dirty. It's raining. Let's go. Out. Right. Yes. Get dirty. You Climb want to take cookies to the neighbor during Christmas time? You got let's it. Let's do it. Let's bake. You want to bake? Mm -hmm. Yes, let's bake. All the things that you can say yes to. I love that. That's say so yes. good, Diane. I love that. Because there's going to be plenty of they get older. Lots of notes when they get older. You want to go where with who? You want to, you what? You want to spend that on what? 
there's going to be lots mm. of reasons where we're going to have to say no for their benefit, yeah. you know? And I think, too, that if we can take a step back and remember what it was like when we were there. That's right. That's right. You know? And how different it is. That's mm -hmm. what I told Olivia. I didn't raise up, get raised with social media. I right. didn't um, know what it's like to have boys looking at inappropriate things right. on their phones on the school campus. Right, a lot right. of the things and the pressures that you're going through, I didn't I didn't have. And so, you know, we were we were talking about that just recently and it's it's hard. I mean, you know, even the online bullying thing right. where, you know, you you have to monitor that. There's you so have to much be that our kids have to deal with that we didn't and I think even being open and honest about that, saying, man, I'm amazed at what a great job yes. you did. It would be really opportunities hard. for praise. Yes. It would be really hard for me to to be your, your age at this time or even I remember there was a award at my nephew's school an award that the school used to give out and it was called caught being good oh my God. and they would get we need to be parents that that see that way like yeah. caught being good I am looking for ways that my kids are being good and I can reward them yes because uh, we do so much of it that's not safe don't do that Let's go to oh, bed yeah, get ready homework no. done <laughs> right right and we can be that way and and also it's, I think it can be a natural uh, bent to be critical. Oh, Your room's not clean. Yes. Your this isn't done. Right. And so we have to be intentional about looking for the for good pause, and, yeah. and, and pointing so it out because, I mean, I like to hear it if I've done a good job to be encouraged. I, my kids do too. Right. You know? Right. You noticed. Yeah. You noticed the, the good, not just, oh, you got an A minus, but you noticed all of these other things. That that's really and good. And praise the character more than the grades. One hundred percent. Work that ethic. So you studied so hard. I know you studied. I understand you didn't get the grade you wanted, but boy, did you put in a lot of effort. Mm. I'm so proud of you for that effort because that work ethic is going to go into their career, to their raising their own families, and that is important. You know what's so funny is um, Olivia went to Hawaii with a girlfriend. Uh -huh. And she came back just pooped, of course, of from course. the flight and the, the week of fun and, and whatnot. So I said, I said, how 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 did it go? I I just wanted to hear the information. Of course, she was tired, so she didn't she didn't want to share everything. So I literally it was so funny of me. I think I literally Googled how to talk to your team. Oh, I wanted some uh -huh. pointers because you know if you just say how was it good, how was your day, fine. What'd you learn? Nothing, right? right. And I didn't want to do those questions. And so one of them was. What do you think is hard about being a believer in this day and age? Mm -hmm. Do you believe the culture is impacting you? Something like that. I, I don't even remember the question, but I just said, Olivia, do you, and I literally read it, then I put my phone on, I said, Olivia, do you think the culture is in fact, it is in fact impacting your faith? And then I walked away and she goes, yes. And I came back and I said, tell me more. And it was such a good conversation. question. Uh -huh. And then it just opened up the floodgate of things that she wanted to share. And what had happened was she felt a little stifled because when we go on vacations, we always, even from when they were itty bitty, you bring your Bible. We don't take a vacation from Jesus. Right. And so because she traveled with another family, she felt a little awkward of, well, how do I do my devotions? Because, you know, my mom and dad aren't here. It was great. It was great learning. But she wanted to talk about that. She wanted to talk about I, this is not, oh, how cute you're doing your devotion. This is my oxygen. Right. And I think that the family was kind of noticing that and she kind of felt a little bit uncomfortable. Sure. I don't know how to but explain it. But what a better conversation than the oceans and the turtles and the sand. I mean, it, 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 it's eternal value. That's not right. that Hawaii isn't. Oh, no, no. I'd love to go. Right. Again, you know, it's phenomenal. 
but that is so well, wonderful. Well, we need help yeah, in our parenting. How do I, yeah. you know, ask these questions? How do I engage with them? And so I was just talking with another family the other day about the five love languages. Mm -hmm. You know, what is it? Uh, physical touch, acts of service, words of affirmation, quality time, and gifts. Right. And so we need, we should know that about our kids. And I think with that, with the love languages, it is so often that we try and express our love to the ones we love by how we like to receive right. it. That's not how it works. And we, and we have to be aware so that we can give them love in the way they, they receive, receive it. Right? Yes. And, and, and that is so good and it's so helpful. And, and so that's what I was realizing, for example, Olivia and I are huggers, mm -hmm. but dad is not a hugger. Mm -hmm. Dad's is active service. So if you put the dishes away and you swept them, off the, swept them off the kitchen, a million buckets filled for dad. Right. But for me, good job, sweetie. Come in. She, she'll look at me. She'll say, mom, do you need a hug? Yes. And oh, we just hug. That's so sweet. That's so good. And, to, and so anyway, that you get to love each other like that. Yes. That commonality. So beautiful. I think this ties into that grace and law. Because mm -hmm. if you don't really know your child, just like, Jesus, mm -hmm. Thomas, touch me, Thomas. Mm -hmm. He needed that. Peter needed the correction. Unlike Eli, Peter said, Jesus told Peter, feed my sheep. Do right. you love me? You know, the whole right, discord right. after mm -hmm. when he resurrected. So I just think that Jesus is the model. I remember one of my prayer warrior friends who is now in heaven, she used to always say, thank you, God, for being the perfect parent. Mm -hmm. I remember the exact moment she prayed yeah. that. And I said, Lord, you're the perfect parent. It just takes that burden off but you know what else you know? does in reality is adam and eve sinned their father was god they didn't have an earthly father and they chose sin wow such a and let that point. set us free amen like and my kids salvation isn't based upon my failures or successes god's greater than that can you say that again because i think someone needs to hear that <laughs> that my kids salvation is not based upon my failures or successes That's right. because if it was based on my successes then i'd be god i would be jesus you know right. and if it was based on my failures then, then the god cross isn't enough exactly i they have to live there that's right that it is enough. It's I, him. It's him. It's all him. him. He's their maker. He's yes. the one that entrusted them to us. He's the one. Because, you know, we don't at 8, 9 o'clock at night want to do evening devotions with our kids always. Sometimes, yes, but when we're bone tired. Right. Okay. All right. Let's, let's read. Well, and then if whatever, they're resisting you know, in every manner of I'm thirsty, I'm hungry, I'm tired, I'm squabbling. Yeah. Or snoring or right. scrolling on the phone. Right. Or whatever. It's hard. It is it's hard. hard. And so the Lord will direct us and, and give us what we need if we're dependent on him or we can rely on ourselves. And that's not going to help my kids very much, you know? No, 100%. Um, just really so the, good. The more I learn to quickly go to the Lord, I'm teaching them to do the same. That's right. And to apologize. And to apologize. And I think, I mean, you think of the thing of the wrecked car example. I can't remember when Pastor showed this example, but it was a really nice car that his dad let him drive and he got a door ding or he dented mm -hmm. it or something and he came home and he thought his dad was just going to go ballistic and he's like you know what son he's like i am upset he said but god told me i need to show you grace here mm -hmm. he's like i'm going to teach you how to buff it out or yeah. you know and it became it a teachable le lesson versus here's the hammer i mean sometimes the the spanking or the time out or the take away the ipad sure. or you can't go to this i mean the schools do it if you right. get all f's you can't go to that knott's very farm trip right. So why do we as parents forget? I remember one time, I before Olivia got a phone, I got counsel. 
in a multitude of counselors as wisdom. I asked other parents, how do you deal with this phone thing? We've been putting it out for many years. It's time for her to have a phone. Yeah. How do you deal with it? She said, okay, first of all, it's not their phone. You have the password. Mm-hmm. You can yank it at any time, mm-hmm. and it goes in the hallway to be charged in the evening, you know, mm-hmm. something, something to that effect. It's not open-ended. You know, you don't get the password. If they're on Instagram, you're their friend on their right, social right. media. You know, these parameters, because kids are thinking it's like a diary. This is um, mine. You can't have this, and that's false. And I thought that was really good insights that I wouldn't have known. My mom didn't have to parent me right, with an take a phone yeah. away or whatnot. So there's these things that we deal with as parents and and the new things. I mean, what do you deal with if you have a child that comes to you and says, you know, I have a same sex attraction right, right. or I want to drop out of school because I'm I'm cutting and I'm I'm miserable and I, I hate life. I mean there's these terribly difficult pressures and trials that are somewhat new. I mean they're not new. Nothing new under the sun. But you know what I'm saying. Yeah, but I think if we could learn that it's not about us. I think sometimes we can get caught up in the you what? <gasps> Rather than, okay, how am I going to help you through this? You yes. Know, what lies are is the enemy speaking that we need to say, you know, um, What's call God out said? our adversary where he's at. Right. Call out the enemy where he's at and then see what God says about, you know, what does God say? And and I, the reason I mentioned the adversary is I was thinking of 1 Samuel uh, chapter 1, verse 5. And um, Hannah's story, we know we talked about it last time. Hannah was um, unable to bear children. And her husband, Elkanah, had been married another. And um, he had two wives and one that bore him children. And she had many. And she mocked her, mocked mm-hmm. her, mocked her. We mm-hmm. talked about it. And um, this verse in the King James Version says, But unto Hannah he gave a worthy portion. Elkanah gave um, a worthy portion to take for his sacrifice. For he loved Hannah, but the Lord had shut up her womb. And her adversary also provoked her sore for to make her fret because the Lord had shut up her womb. This trial in Hannah's life was used by her adversary Mm. to hurt her. That was the plan. Her adversary provoked her sore till she was sore Mm. and to make her, and to make her fray. And this was a member of a fret. And this was a member of her household. And it's like, we have to think is how is our adversary provoking us to make us sore, to make us fret. And, and, and you think we need to do what Hannah did. You know, Hannah, she was weeping. She couldn't eat. And her husband tried to console her, but it was like not consolation, right? right? And so she prayed. She yes. prayed and she poured out her heart yes. to the Lord. And so, you know, to, to provoke is to stimulate. And that could be good or bad, right? To give rise to re- a reaction. And that could be good or bad. We can provoke to love or good works. But our enemy provokes, our adversary provokes mm-hmm. us to fret, to be unable to eat, to be sleepless. Yes. And so the enemy is after our children yes. and he will lie to them and tell them same sex attraction. He will lie to them and tell them if they're it feels not good, enough. do it. He will lie to yeah. them and say the pain will make you feel better. And we need to take all of that to the cross and yes. point out our adversary where he right. is. Right. Point yeah. out truth. You know, I think about raising girls, you know, that idea of beauty. Mm-hmm. And I get so grieved. I mean, to the point of tears when I hear a little girl you know, eight, nine, ten years old, I need to go on a diet. Mm. And I think, where, where Where's is this that coming, coming from? from? Right. Why? You're beautiful. And I remember Olivia used to have a, a little friend, neighbor, that would come over and they would play. And I remember her telling me, oh, Olivia looks so pretty today. She goes, she's so much prettier than me. And I said, what? 
it. I said, you are beautiful. I, I just, I didn't know where that insecurity was coming from. And it's wild how, how we have that mom intuition where as she got older, she still dealt with insecurities, this friend of Olivia's. And then finally now, she's like, I think a junior, she's accepting herself as who she is. But I think that the enemy, he knows what to, whether it's lust or greed or even here, um, we forget that Judas walked with Jesus. Yeah, three years. For three years, yes. he had the best example in yes. front of him. But what did he want? He wanted money. Yeah. Judas wanted women. I mean, Samson wanted women. Yes. King Saul wanted fame. Solomon had it all. And it wasn't until the end of his life that it clicked. Right. And so I think as praying moms, as praying family members, don't give up right? because the story is not over for this person. And, you know, I, I, I almost don't like that phrase, Diane, when people say they're just forming their testimony oh, or, no. some, or something yeah, to that effect. Yeah, or yeah. they're just like Olivia said, the rebellious phase. I think, no, their story is not over. What they're doing is not pleasing the Lord. Right. But this just blesses me to no end. God is not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. So I always think. When I'm praying for someone's salvation, I'm praying God's heart. God. You right. know, if I say, do I, should I work here and do job A, Jesus, or do job B, Jesus? Jesus could say, nothing, I want you to do C. I don't really know his will in that instance. You do when you're praying for the salvation. When you're praying yourself, for yeah. somebody's soul, whether they're your biological child, your niece, your nephew, your relative, it's always in alignment with right. God's will. And so going back to the adversary, I have a girlfriend, and she shared this vivid story with me how she was praying for her son and she saw something very dark in that specific child's womb mm -hmm. and the lord whispered to her and says the enemy he he wants to devour that child mm -hmm. and from day one there's been attacks there's been fierce warfare you know and not to you know scare anyone or get you know weird or anything but there is a very real adversary he walks around like a roaring Lord lion seeking the vulnerable to devour, devour to take yes. away to snatch to, to steal, kill, kill, and destroy. That's and destroy. the enemy. Exactly. That's our very real enemy, and we have to be awake to that, and we have to train our children to be awake to yes. that. Yes. And also, the hope in that God's arm is not too short that That's it right. cannot save, his ear not deaf that it cannot hear. He hears, he saves. An ever-present help in time of need. Even for the backslidden, you know, people on drugs, alcohol, sexual relationships inappropriate whatnot pride you know i think i have friends who say laura can you pray for my brother he's makes good money he's doing well for himself but he doesn't think he needs god mm -hmm. i say pray for the good kids the straight a student that pretty much did you know i think the kids call it straight laced uh -huh. or they're you know they haven't really done anything bad uh -huh. but they're not saved right pray for his salvation right. we forget we that all one. need jesus we all Acts 4, 12, right? Only yes. by him are we saved. Yes, exactly. And so I think that we, you know, we've unpacked a lot. You know, what a what a blessing to just talk about our children, raising them, you know, in the ways of the Lord. And I think of that verse, you know, Proverbs 22, 6. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he's old, he will not depart from it. And in the NASB, it says, train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he grows older, he will not abandon it. And so we're talking about the baton of faith last time. And, you know, when they drop it or depart from it, I think that we see just like throughout scripture, God's part, my part, God's ways, my obedience or lack thereof. So when we're training a child, we're setting them up 
But to your example of provoking, you can't make them love Jesus. No, no nobody can. A spouse can't. Right. A pastor can't. Right. A, a Bible study leader can't. You need to want him for yourself. And going back to the child's perspective, you know, or my child, Olivia, she said, Mom, I think a lot of kids that aren't necessarily walking with God, although their parents may be, she said, they're not desperate for him. And I think sometimes that happens because they've never felt how poisonous the world is right. right it's allure it's like that apple right yes or that piece of fruit yes it, it, it's it's pleasurable it looks fun but they've never felt the sting mm -hmm. of the, the consequence, consequence yeah. of the action of the sin right. where if mom and dad or grandma they they felt what it was like the the, uh, the the downtrodden state of the alcoholism or of the infidelity or of the multiple partners and sexually, like they felt that and they don't want that because right. they know it's empty, Right. which is why, you know, in our society, those that are super famous or, or super um, celebrities rich and have it all like Solomon in the Bible. Yes. Well, and then they go veering off in all kinds of different directions because think there's no fulfillment right no satisfaction i always think of anthony bourdain mm. and how he went to these exotic places and ate all these wonderful meals and even just the interaction with different cultures and meeting different people and eating these foods i think it's called parts unknown or something the show that he did and he committed suicide and and he you know was like a solomon he traveled all over the world he had a very cool job i mean he was probably exhausted a lot of the time you know, I know, I don't know if he was married. I know he had a daughter, but you know, and right at the same time when he killed himself, Kate Spade did as well. Mm -hmm. Famous purse designer, you know, had a lot of things going right. for her and didn't fulfill. I mean, we know so many, you know, Whitney Houston musicians that they have this fast track life and it's not fulfilling and it's not satisfying. And so the enemy just, just killed herself then. Still kill and destroy, going back to yes. John 10. Yeah. But we have a good shepherd. Yes. You know, and I always think of what there's Debbie, hope in Jesus. There's hope in him. There's life in him. He he wants to shepherd you. I think sometimes we all want that. I mean, your son was in football. You want that coach that says, Come here, Josh, let me show you how to throw. Come here, Josh, let me show you how to block. Or Olivia, let me show you how to dance point properly. They want that mentor. They want right. their their nurturing. That's what Jesus is and that's that's what he does and i often think holy spirit i need your help here right. i don't know what to do i i don't know if i should do this or do that or even with my kids you know i mean my brother to make it very personal broke my mom's heart mm. perfect straight a student he went to don bosco which is an all catholic boys school very elite school as smart as can be and he said mom I don't want to go to college. I'm over it. That's what I mean by yeah, by yeah, yeah. Just says, but Mio, you're so smart. Now nah, I'm good. I'm I don't want to do it. And so I think that Jesus is saying, let me lead you. He let me you direct astray. you. He will not lead you astray. He will, he will lead you well, in the right path. Too. Psalm 1611. In his presence is fullness of joy. His right hand are pleasures forevermore. So the true pleasure, the true joy, the true fulfillment, the true identity, you know, acceptance, I'm, I'm his beloved, comes from him. And I think that a child will grasp that when they grasp that. And it might be a bumpy road. Um, Ephesians 2.10, though, we are his workmanship. We are created for good works, that he has 
predestined for us, you know, beforehand. And, um, and that's where fulfillment and that's where joy comes from, from following the Lord, from living according to his word and being obedient to him. And in the midst of that, it can be painful as we're watching loved ones not walk with the Lord. But the end is not now. That's and right. so we persevere. We do not grow weary while doing good. And we continue in prayer. And we continue loving. And we, with open arms, right, receive the prodigal. Absolutely. Receive the one who has um, sinned against us or hurt us or whatever. We don't become stiff. We, mm. we be like our Father in heaven. How yes. he loves us, we love. Unconditionally. Unconditionally. And so it's not you get straight A's, you get ice cream, and all is well in the world. But if you bring home C's, I'm mad at you, I'm bitter, I'm bristly. My girlfriend shared that the other day. She goes, you know, Laura, I have these two children. She said, and sometimes with one, I can be bristly. And I said, I'd never heard that before. She goes, you know, like a porcupine or like a cactus. Right. She goes, I just, I just get irritated and I can be bristly. And I think that for ourselves... Because, you know, we talk a lot about prayer. Praying moms, we have the National Day of Prayer. We need prayer. We, we need it. We need it. We need it. But I think sometimes we forget, again, he's our father. We're the child. So we say, Lord, you know what's best in and through me. I mean, through so many decisions, through so many things, we can save ourselves from so much heartache if we pray, if we sought the Lord first instead of what I think, what I want. I mean, you know, for Olivia, she was little. I used to always tell her we'd watch, you know, Aladdin. Would watch Cinderella, and I'd say, no, 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 that's not true. Does Prince Charming go to church? Does he read his Bible every day? Does he take care of business? You know, providing for the family. Is he spirit filled man? Are you watching him to see if there's fruit? Because if not, you're not marrying that guy. <laughs> you know, that's because nice. there's this expectation of what it's going to be like. Of you know, and a girlfriend and I were talking about our spouse can be an idol. Right. You need to be my knight in shining armor, dude. And Jesus is saying, no, I'm right here. I'm the one right. that's going to fulfill you. That's going to satisfy you. That's going to be there for you. You know, I'm Eloy. I'm the one who sees you. I love you with an everlasting love. And God is everlasting, never changing. Like you mentioned, not only do our kids and our parenting changes, but our marriages change. Well, yeah. And we can't put any anyone in that position that only God can fill. How cruel. Right. For me to think that my husband's going to do for me what only my heavenly father can. Or my children. Or my children. Yeah. It's so, a false idol. It is. It's, it's a dangerous, dangerous ground. So God bless you guys. We're so excited that you joined us today. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Don't forget to share. Share some parenting tips, discipline. Right. You know, maybe you had an awesome mom and, and you, you know, you're, you guys are besties. I mean, I'm very close with my mom. I'm so thankful for her. But I know some people have estranged relationships. How did you go through that? You know, send a comment. Reach out to Diane and I personally. We'd love to hear from you. If you haven't been in church in a while, come out to Calvary Montclair. We'd love to host you. We'd love to have you. We'd love to worship with you. And we want you to come out Wednesday nights, Sunday mornings. We have small groups. Get plugged in. Serve. Come and serve. You know, we're all so busy. But I think that when you serve, you often get back more than oh, yeah. than you yes. dole out, you know, totally. And so we're in the city of Ontario when we have the Frontside Building, and we'd love for you to join us. God bless you.